Hi, this is Laura Lee Griffin. And this is Nikki May with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. Nikki, it may not have happened on our originally scheduled timeline, but we are hitting a huge milestone right this very minute. Do you know what it is? Recording an episode without drinking bourbon? (laughs) (laughs) No, Nikki. We are recording our 100th episode, and we are here to celebrate that despite how crazy our lives have been. Well, we can't possibly celebrate that without bourbon, so let's go grab some. Well, you can. Bourbon is not my drink of choice. I'm going to have to go with a fireball shot because it's cinnamonalicious. Oh, that is too painful for me to even respond to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Laura, remember back in episode 87 when we did a whole episode about getting back into the groove? Yeah, I remember that. Well, I'm totally not in the groove. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I have not been in the groove for quite a while. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, me too. I had planned um, by this time this year, I would have already released a couple more Skillshare classes. I'd be well on my way to some new collections. And I'm going to be honest, none of that's happened because I have really been thrown off by Uh, A couple of things. So one is my day job is very intense. So I work in a financial field. So I'm one of those weird dual brain people. Well, you're weird. That's for sure. Well, okay. Yes, I'm weird. (laughs) (laughs) It takes one to know one. (laughs) I frequently work 12 to 16 hour days, including weekends, which um, I'm just going to put that out there. That is not a badge of honor. You're not bragging about that? I'm not bragging about that. And I don't think anybody else should do that. Absolutely. And when I invest so much brain power during the day, I just don't have all that creative energy at night. Um, Now, I'm not going to go into the laundry list, but when I actually do have extra time, so much of that has been invested in my new house that I moved into, which I love the fact that it's like an 80-year-old house. Um, But also that means that everything on it has pretty much broken in the last six months. (laughs) Oh, I can't possibly relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll wait till it's my turn. (laughs) You can share your challenges. I mean, I have this I have this list that's like two pages long of all the repairs that I've had to do. Um, And so many people have come into the house to fix it. So I feel like that's eaten up a lot of my free time as well. For sure. But I have been trying to squeeze in a little bit of creativity. So I've been doing some loose acrylic paintings. And then I'm finding just, you know, five minutes here and there where I can do something creative. And in a throwback to my crafty beginnings, the other night, I just got out a whole bunch of colorful cardstock and I die cut all of these like cute little pieces of colored paper. And I created some really fun bouquet greeting cards. And it was like, wait, let me interrupt. How many die cuts do you have, Laura? Um, yeah, we're not going to go there. 
<laughs> so many die cuts. Um, but it's really it's really satisfying to pull something together. And it didn't take a lot of brain power, but it kind of used that other side of my brain a little bit. And so I'm, I'm trying to find little ways here and there to not just want to sit down and binge watch Netflix, because that's sort of my initial response after a hard day of work is like I have to just let my brain not do anything. And I've got to throw something on and just mindlessly watch TV, which is not getting me anywhere closer to the goals that I have. So I've got to work through that. All right. But were you binge watching something on Netflix while you were making the die cut cards? Um, I I actually was <laughs> <laughs> killing two birds with one stone, perhaps. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm finding that I've got to find ways to inject that. And I even have a really cool studio room. So it's just like getting in there and getting started. Um, and I know I get energy from being creative. It's just getting past that hurdle to get started. Getting started when you've been working for 16 hours. <laughs> it's tough. It's really, really tough. No, I mean, you can't do anything except collapse into bed. And then want to eat all the sugar in the house. <laughs> oh, I've been doing that too. Oh my God. So I will say that I've been stockpiling some inspiration though, because I have a beautiful yard. And now that spring is upon us, um, there's all kinds of nature inspiration happening outside. So I'm trying to spend at least one afternoon every weekend not working and going out there and being in nature um, I'm somebody who was always a black thumb, Nikki. Oh, I'm still one. You should see all the dead plants on my bus right now. I was going to say I've killed just about every plant that I've owned. So many dead plants. <laughs> but now I'm, I'm turning kind of into a brown thumb, I have to say. I have... Um, <laughs> not quite green yet? Not quite green. I okay. mean, we'll see. Maybe in two months I'll say that I have a green thumb if everything has survived. I don't know if it's going to survive or not. But I have a raised garden bed with herbs. It's I've had three ripe strawberries I'm very proud of that I've eaten. <laughs> Ooh. Did you plant this bed or was it already there? Um, I actually assembled it all together. I bought it at Aldi's, which is really awesome. They have like uh -huh. housing goods in a grocery store. It's super cool. Um, and I created this um, garden that has like cilantro and thyme, lemon thyme and lemon verbena and strawberries and um, gosh, all kinds of things in it that I can cook with, which is cool because I'm also learning how to cook. Um. <laughs> I bought a little little shelf herb garden thing from Home Depot that you just plant in the thing it comes with. Uh -huh. And I bought that about six months ago and it's still sitting in the box. Again. <laughs> <laughs> well, now would be the time because everything is definitely growing. And so I also built a or not built, but I put together um, with some help from my family. I have a new garden bed that's full of blooming pink hydrangeas, which is really, really gorgeous. Nice. Um, I have some peonies. I planted a little tiny twig. It's a lilac bush and it actually mm -hmm. has leaves on it. So I'm super excited. It's growing. Awesome. So we can expect to see some new paintings of flowers. Yeah. When I said I was stockpiling inspiration, really, it's all the flowers. And I have two incredibly gorgeous trees. I had to take out a few big trees that were hurting my house. But I have a pink magnolia tree in my front yard. They're also called saucer magnolias or tulip trees. And I got to say, Nikki, this tree took me by surprise. It started blooming in February because it's silly and doesn't know what spring is. And <laughs> it had like 10,000 blooms on it. 
I mean, I'm not joking. And I'm going to put a video so everyone can see in the show notes of how absolutely stunning this tree was. So that was huge inspiration. I took a million videos and pictures of this tree. Nice. And then in my backyard now, I have a southern magnolia, like a very standard, like 100 foot tall one that has big white flowers that are now blooming on it. I love those so much. Oh, they're so pretty. Um, they're really hard to upkeep because they dump like leaves and petals and oh, like all the things. They're super messy. They're really messy, but they're beautiful. And I have a bird, a robin, that has built a huge nest on one of the lowest branches. Aww. And so every day I go out there and look and we had two huge storms and the robin is still there and sitting on the eggs. So I think everybody survived. Um, but I'm about to have little birds there, which it's going to be oh really gosh, fun. That's and so cute. Super inspirational to see that as well. So I've really been enjoying getting a little bit of that. But I have to say, <laughs> when you move to a new place, you never kind of realize what's going to happen. And I've discovered I have seasonal allergies in Oklahoma. <laughs> that you never had before? I never had before. And I literally thought I had COVID one day. I was like, I can't breathe. It's so bad. And I thought, like, I tested myself. It was negative. I'm like, what is this? And then I saw all this stuff floating in the air <laughs> from, like, a neighbor's tree. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm, like, it's allergic. It's pollen. Oh, there's, like, a layer of pollen on the deck. And I went, oh, my gosh, I'm allergic. So I had the same thing when I moved from Atlanta to Western Kentucky. I never, ever had allergies before. And I have in the 20 years since I've been here, and they're getting worse every year. Like my yeah. eyes are just so burning and itching. Yeah, it, it was insane. So now I, you know, I went to the natural grocery store and like bought all the homeopathic and like natural remedies and used those for about a week. And then I went, I need Zizol. <laughs> 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 and I went and bought, you know, something like that to use too. Sponsored by. Yeah, sponsored by. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten a lot better. And um, I'm still enjoying being outside because I'm not going to let that stop me. But it's been interesting. Just bring some fireball out there with you. That'll kill everything. <laughs> Nikki's gardening tips. Drink bourbon. <laughs> I mean, that's really my tip for everything. <laughs> yeah. So now I guess for the rest of this year, now that most of knock on wood, most of my house woes, I'm hoping are over and like the expenses that I've been outlaying for that. Um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. I mean, last week, like all these unexpected things, right? Like I had to have somebody jackhammer through my garage floor to replace a drain pipe. <laughs> Fun. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So now that those are getting rounded out, I'll be able to focus my energy when I have the extra time on these other things like my creative business and developing more classes and really building community here in my new city. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited about getting more involved, doing some holiday shows in town where I can sell my artwork and some painted ornaments that I've made, um, finding places where I can teach small workshops and yeah, and really getting connected. That's my that's nice. my hope this year. I already have a couple of workshops that I'll be taking from people, from local artists planned, and I'm really excited about that. And I'm taking my first vacation in over two years. Your first what? <laughs> vacation. What does that mean? Right? Like vacations? Um, and what are you doing with your vacation? 
Well, I have uh, I have a couple of friends visiting me um, this year, and one arrives in about a week from Australia. Uh, my friend Leon, awesome. So we've got all kinds of plans for the whole week, and I've told my work that I'm going to be unavailable um, because the only vacation I've had, I've been doing things like moving, <laughs> which is uh-huh. totally not a vacation. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm really I'm really excited to be able to be creative and just we're going to go to the Botanical Gardens or Philbrook Museum. Um, we're taking a really cool workshop from a local artist. So we're really excited about, um, you know, having that time just to relax and do fun things. So that's kind of what's been happening in my world. Nikki, let's talk about what's been happening in yours. Wait, I need a sip of bourbon for that one. <laughs> Hang on. That just sounded like a, I don't know, a 7-Up commercial or whatever those commercials were when they used to do that in the 80s. Yes, I do remember that. I think I'm dating myself there, but. Uh, well, when you're not <laughs> dating anyone else, you might as well date yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that was just harsh, Nikki. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll kick your ass if you don't leave that in. <laughs> All right. So let's catch up on my bus woes. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So for those that don't remember, Nikki has moved from her house. She sold her house and moved into a school bus, which people call a schoolie. And so she's faced quite a few woes since then. So I can't remember when it was that we did the last catch up and I listed all the issues I was having. But Mm -hmm. I thought that they were mostly taken care of. My plan had always been to be in Paducah, which I love, in the spring and the fall when the weather is beautiful here, and go south for the winter and north for the summer. So in December, I was getting ready to go south for the winter. Um, I planned on spending the most most of the winter in Florida, and I mm-hmm. did. I was able to. Yeah. But I thought I had everything taken care of, and I so <laughs> didn't. <laughs> little naive Nikki on her bus. It's all taken care of. Let's see how quickly I can go through this without dwelling on everything. But on the very first leg of my trip, so all the issues I've had with the bus, none of them have really been with the bus itself. It's all been with the build and the systems, electric, plumbing, Mm -hmm. internet, blah, blah, blah. Well, on my very first leg of the trip going south through right, right outside of Nashville, my rear suspension went out and That made me go boom, 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 boom down the road. Uh And in all that big booming, aside from my suspension dying, the welds on my rear deck broke. Ah. So this happened um, like the day before New Year's Eve. Oh, nice. So timing. I'm trapped (laughs) until after New Year's Day. Uh, (laughs) I can't really drive. I have no suspension. My deck didn't fall off, but it was precarious. Right. (laughs) Six thousand dollars and nearly two weeks later, ouch! I got to start my trip. <laughs> yeah, so many unexpected things, and I'm feeling you because I've had so many of those with my house. Like, oh yeah, I'm just like, wait, what? This, like, yeah, just things breaking left and right. In between getting my suspension fixed and getting my deck rewelded, I had to wait a couple of days. My brand new electric bike was stolen off my back deck. No. Was it locked up? Did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. But they had bolt cutters. Oh, my goodness. So um, so I'm sleeping and I start hearing noises, but I'm in kind of a 
busy place and it didn't really register so I kept hearing them, kept hearing them, finally woke up, looked out the window just in time to see somebody riding off on my bike, <sighs> carrying bolt cutters. Lovely. Lovely. So he climbed up on my deck, cut a bunch of ratchet straps, bungee cords, two locks, <laughs> wow. and broke the mount that was mounting it on the deck. Wow. Miraculously, I called the police and got my bike back like 20 minutes later. Wow. They knew exactly where to look. So they hadn't gone too far. They hadn't gone too far because no. it turns out that there was a little tent city, yeah. <laughs> a little tent camp close by half a block away. And they caught the guy trying to shove my bike, my brand new unscratched bike under a bunch of wooden pallets. Oh, man. He's like, I just found it. <laughs> well, we got it on video. Anyway, I got the bike back. That's good. Got my bus fixed, my suspension and my deck. And drove south and I um, and I spent the next couple months in Florida mm -hmm. and I had planned to um, enjoy my time camping here and there. Uh, I had a couple of, of schoolie and nomad gatherings that I was going to right. where I would know some people, meet some new people, enjoy the weather and, you know, still do a bit of work because I have clients. Right. <laughs> you can't ignore that. Yeah, but that kind of got a little turned around. How so? At one of my first locations, uh, I met up with some friends and we were camping um, on the beach, mm -hmm. like literally on the beach. Nice. Just outside of St. Pete in Florida. Okay. And it was beautiful. And my solar batteries stopped holding a charge. So you had like no power at night? I had electricity when the sun was out. Yep. And I had nothing at night, which meant no air conditioning, no lights, no internet. Wow. Yeah. So um, that made it hard. <laughs> and it also turns out that I didn't get as much work done before the trip started as I had hoped on mm -hmm. some big projects that I had that had some big deadlines Right. Um, I mean, I was working on some of the most exciting work that I've done in my career. I know several episodes back, we talked about the co big commission I have. Mm -hmm. I had for the local airport here. Right. So I was working on that. And uh, I was also rebranding and doing a new website for the National Quilt Museum, mm -hmm. which is here in Paducah. So I had all these really like big, exciting jobs that I was behind on because of all these bus issues. I was working on the beach. I was working at campfires while everybody else is <laughs> just hanging out and drinking. And um, were you killing the vibe of the party? Uh, no, I just sat there and silently worked on my laptop and my <laughs> iPad. <laughs> I did manage to make some s'mores. Yeah, nice. But the worst part, not I mean, I expected to have to work on this trip, but just because of everything that was happening all at once, I just didn't really have the time to enjoy like some of the coolest work I've ever done. Right. Like I still got it done and I'm very proud of the work that I've done, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the time and the headspace because I was so worried about not having electricity. <laughs> well, and also, if I recall, you had to do a lot of traveling, like just to find the right places where you could park a 40 foot bus and you couldn't always stay in one place for an extended period of time. Yes. So then you're now having to like research places to go. You're having to transport yourself there in the bus that may take 
three or four hours out of your day, you weren't anticipating, right? Yeah. I had this image of I would drive for an hour or two in the morning and find a place to stay and work the rest of the day. But that didn't end up working because every time I would drive, it would take three times as long to drive somewhere, three times as long to set up, pack up. So it turns out I really need to dedicate a whole day when I change locations. Right. But Nikki, couldn't you apply that to any part of your actual um, career? Like it always takes a little bit more than we think it does, right? Yes. And uh, with my <laughs> with my uh, recent ADHD uh, uh, diagnosis, words are hard, <laughs> with my <laughs> recent ADHD diagnosis, I also learned that one symptom that I have always had is time blindness. Mm-hmm. where you just are so unaware of how long things take. Right. And you don't take into consideration a lot of the things around the actual task itself. Right. So, yeah. So I definitely, everything takes longer than you expect it to. And yes, especially in Florida in the winter. Mm-hmm. You can't just expect to find a place to stay. Because everybody's in Florida in winter. Exactly. There are no campgrounds available. And if they are, they're like $200 a night. Right. And um, but fortunately, I hooked up with a friend that I had met at the first schoolie swarm that I went to Mm -hmm. um, last fall. And he lives in that area in a van. So he knows all the places. So he's Mm -hmm. the one that found us places to stay on the um, right on the beach. Nice. And he also helped me gain the confidence to find places to park that you wouldn't think you'd be able to, but you can probably get away with. So we went to a dog park one day um, just to take Rocket out to play. And we were like, this is a beautiful place and nobody's here. So we stayed at the dog park for a couple of nights. <laughs> Getting creative. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely have learned a lot. But then... Um, So I knew that I had issues with my electrical, my solar. I knew that from the beginning, it was never installed perfectly. Right. And then I think when my suspension went out, a lot of things that may not have been installed perfectly came loose. It exacerbated it. So there were a lot of things that that just weren't attached anymore. (laughs) Um, There was a guy I was waiting for to see at this schoolie gathering again, who was going to do the work for me, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't do it until after the end of February event. So I went from the beginning of January until March with no electricity at night. (laughs) And major deadlines to meet and no internet. And and major deadlines to meet. Oh, and then, so (laughs) (laughs) at the end of this time, my um, wonderful Starlink satellite internet went out. Right. Which is the key to your entire business, right? Yes. So I have no electricity at night and I'm trying to work using the other people's Wi-Fi. Well, the hotspot on my phone. Okay. Which is nice and fast for the first like three days of the month. And then it slows (laughs) way down. So I'm using other people's Wi-Fi. I'm sometimes I'd be at a campground and that would be great. I'd be able to plug in and have electricity at night when I plugged in. And sometimes they would have internet, but it was challenging. It was really, really challenging. And then I finally, in March, mid-March, my um, I got my solar setup, my electrical setup completely redone. 
I mean, rebuilt from scratch. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing now. I can run both of my air conditioners without being plugged in. Nice. It's amazing. Well, that's good for summer, right? Yes. Well, and also my heat too, you know. Yeah. In like July, being in a metal box is like not really good if you don't have air conditioning. For sure. So I finally get my electric system set up working beautifully. And I'm like, okay, it's now, I wanted to be home in Paducah by April. I wanted to be gone December, January, and March. Mm-hmm. And I ended up being gone January, February, March, and most of April. Most of April. Yeah. But then at this point, I have so much work to do. I don't even have time to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was like 800 miles, which it's a long way, you know, in a bus takes twice as long as a car. Right. And I just, I, I didn't have the time. Well, I know you had a lot of deadlines, but you've met those deadlines now. Well, I have. So on the way home, I stopped and stayed at a campground for like for one week and then another for two weeks and just knocked out so much work. I met those deadlines. I still have more. I still have quite a heavy workload, but it's not insane. I mean, I was working 90 hour weeks, which I haven't done since early IBM days in the late 90s. Right. (laughs) But I wasn't sleeping. I was sleeping three or four hours a night. And that is so unhealthy, so bad for you. So now now that I've gotten through the worst of it and have promised myself I will never do that to myself again, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have started taking time to first sleep. Yeah, because that's pretty important. And and get back to doing some things for myself. So I have never been one to do like to have a morning routine. I used to just like take slow mornings for myself, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything really practical or mm-hmm. intentional. I would just be slow in the morning. But at the worst of it, I was like, the second I get out of bed, before I even get out of bed, I'm checking my email and there's crisis after crisis. So mm-hmm. I'm right already at my desk working before the coffee is, is done brewing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's another thing. My bus has now killed four Keurigs. but i'm not going to get into the details of that story just suffice it to say i now do pour over coffee like a hipster or a caveman (laughs) where was i oh morning routine so now i i get out of bed i don't check my email i take my dog out for a quick walk and then i start my pour over coffee Mm -hmm. which takes extra long because my microwave I got the lowest wattage microwave I could. So it takes forever to heat it up. It takes six and a half minutes to boil one cup of water in my microwave. Yowza. But that gives me extra time. So so I get the coffee going. And while the coffee's going, I do a little cleaning of something. Mm-hmm. And then I sit down with my coffee and a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, a journal that I got specifically to help me with morning routines. Oh, nice. Kind of like morning pages. Yes. Mm-hmm. I sit down with my coffee and my journal and I do a little bit of writing and then I read something. Oh, nice. Which I can't remember the last time I just sat down to read something. (laughs) Okay. Um, And it's just a nice, slower start to the day. And then I sit down at my desk to start working and check my email for the first time. So I'm up for like an hour and a half almost before I check my email. And that I haven't done that in years. But are you also getting up a little bit earlier because you're in a bus in the sun and everything else? Does that like (laughs) help you get up earlier? Uh, Yes. I have never in my life been a morning person. But these days 
I get up, I get up between 6.30 and 7 most days. Yeah. And I don't set an alarm. I have to have like five alarms to get up. Um, and I, I have to get up most days around 7. Um, my meetings start by 8 um, most days. And Yeah, fortunately, I can control when my meetings start. And <laughs> I will not schedule a meeting before, say, 10. It used to be before 11 or 11.30. But now that I get up earlier, naturally. I am jealous. I am jealous. But yeah, um, well, yeah so I... I wouldn't, though, if I didn't have alarms going off, I would probably sleep naturally until like 10 o'clock just because that's yeah. what my body does. It wants to get up at 10 and go to bed at like two in the morning. Yeah, I used to I used to do that. I used to do that. So the other thing that I'm doing is I haven't I haven't drawn anything for myself that wasn't for, you know, something related to client work, the airport project. And yeah. Yeah. In over a year. Mm hmm. So I'm now, I started a new drawing project. After drawing all the state flowers and insects, mm-hmm. I now started drawing the state birds. Awesome. I only just started the second one, but yay me. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, I'm taking some time to plan how I want my business to run because I will never take on that much work again. Yeah, you've learned a hard lesson to say this yes. isn't sustainable. This yes. like you put yourself in a position that was not healthy. Yeah. Um, you weren't sleeping. There was just way too much going on. And and plus with all of the bus woes that you have, it all just right. compiles on top of each other, right? Right. So what I need to do is, and this is great advice for anybody, when you're trying to schedule out your time, life shit happens. So build some buffer in your life for that. So you don't take on so much work that you don't have time to deal with, aside from just doing the things you want to do, the things you have to do. Right. So you need to you need to have a little thing on your calendar that says life shit. Life shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. In your time blocking, in your time blocking, make sure you have a big chunk for life shit. Oh, and don't even get me started about shit because I didn't even talk about my plumbing issues. And I'm not going to. Suffice it to say, I have some. I think that's a different podcast, Nikki. That's a different, po- that's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Listeners, we apologize if you've had any visuals. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I'm working on figuring out how much work I can take on to do what I need to do, but still have time to deal with life, crap that comes up, and things that I actually want to do for myself. And also giving yourself time to celebrate the things that you have accomplished. Like you've launched some really big websites. You have mm-hmm. finished this amazing commission for an airport where your artwork for years is going to be in the security area of an airport. I mean, how yes. cool is that? Yeah. You will be able to see it from every part of the airport. Yeah, that's amazing. Because our airport terminal is two gates. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to say that part, Nikki. Don't say that part. <laughs> you can see it from every part of the airport inside. <laughs> but it's it's exciting. It's exciting to know that your artwork is in a public place. So even though you haven't had a lot of time to do personal things, you are progressing with your business and you are moving oh, yeah. it forward. So I think we have to give ourselves more pats on the back for the work that we have done so that, you know, that we we can feel that and um, enjoy those successes when they happen. Definitely. And on that note, let's pat ourselves on the back a bit for this um, 100th episode of our podcast right how (laughs) exciting is that 100 episodes Um, that's amazing that's a lot of bourbon nikki 
It's a lot of it's a lot of bourbon. It's a lot of bourbon. It's a lot of fireball. <laughs> it's a lot of um yeah, it's a lot of joy too. Like we've so enjoyed doing this. Um all the different people that we've spoken with, the episodes we've planned ourselves and we hope um that you have enjoyed coming along on this journey with us um where we air all of our dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even talk about laundry. <laughs> uh, we don't need to go there. We've either, also, we're not going to. We've also done more laughing <laughs> at each other and ourselves than ever. And apparently some of you guys like it. <laughs> you do. Um, it, it's interesting. I think, um, you know, we've we've done a lot of interviews with really amazing, outstanding people, you know, that we've admired that are are quite art famous, as we might call mm-hmm. it, um, with their careers. And then we've also more recently interviewed some of our accountability group members who are still in that stardust phase. And it's been interesting because I think we've gotten a lot of great feedback um, that people have enjoyed those episodes. We've actually gotten more great feedback in the last little while while we've been doing these interviews with our accountability partners than we did when we did really big names. I think that um, I suspected this would be the case. A lot of you really like hearing from the famous people, but also the people that you are closer to in your journey. Yeah. And and understanding, you know, it's okay if you don't, you, you know, have this massive success right from the start. And it everybody has sort of this zigzag journey. Right. Mm-hmm. To get to yep. the end point. And nobody's journey is exactly the same. So being able to hear from people who are sort of on the starting side and are having small successes here and there and also, you know, facing challenges. And and um, I think that's important for us all to know. And we are not 100 percent polished. We certainly aren't on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a little disclaimer here. Um <laughs> Laura is much more of a planner than I am. I am. As you may have figured out by now. <laughs> and um, she's the one that wants to make sure that it's edited to perfection every time. <laughs> I have convinced her to do this one a little more off the cuff than we usually do. So there's been more <laughs> stumbling over words. We've been a little less planned and polished on this one. And uh <laughs> We'll see how that goes, right? <laughs> well, we will. Um, but we also make some mistakes sometimes. Um, and some of those mistakes are more public than others. Uh, public? Or do you mean pubic? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> we're going to have to mark this episode explicit for the young listeners. But I have to fess up. So Nikki primarily does the website and graphic design of our podcast while I do the audio editing and the uploading to our syndication service. So if you recall, I interviewed Nikki not too long ago about all those great commissions that she's done, like the one for the three-story building in downtown Paducah, along with that massive digital mural for her local airport. So both of those are forms of public art. And I may have just accidentally left out the L when I uploaded the episode to broadcast it to like 50 different platforms and like people all over the world. <laughs> so, um, Nikki, and I, I, I have to I have to add, we are not the ones who discovered the mistake. <laughs> 
we got messages from several people saying, um, you might want to fix this. <laughs> but like I was completely mortified. And Nikki, I apologize to you immediately. I felt horrible about it. And at the same time, it I got the biggest chuckle because you do a lot of like art of naked women. And so, <laughs> so it was somewhat fitting. I, I have done some pubic art. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we we all have our mistakes. We were able to quickly fix that one and get it um, get it updated in the system before we got too many notices from people. Yeah, but. aren't you glad that we're not doing print work? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next for us, Laura? Well, you know, we want to say how much we absolutely love doing this podcast. It's so much fun. Um, we do plan to continue in the future and some of the future topics we know for our next 100 episodes. Um, we want to cover things like common artist scams and to trend or not to trend and how to write a good artist statement and, you know, a million other things. And I, I know that I want to talk much more about AI. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been promising for two and a half years now to do a whole series on artist websites. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that that is coming. And also emails, um, having having your your email service and a series on that, I think would be yeah. really great. But we also want to hear from you. So we would love for you to share with us what topics you want us to talk about next do you have any specific questions that you want us to answer mm -hmm. about business, about mindset, about artist lives, about living in a bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know in the Facebook group or you can go to startasociety.com slash contact. And there are several ways to get in touch, um, including a way where you can record your own voice asking us a question, which may end up in the podcast. That would be super fun. We'd love to have some questions asked that way. We also wanted to give you a huge shout out and thanks. Um, we want to thank our dedicated listeners who tune in week after week and your support and feedback have been the driving force behind Start a Society's success. Your comments, your messages, reviews, they've meant the world to us. And we're thrilled to have you as part of the Stardust Society community. And if you enjoy listening to the podcast and you haven't had a chance to do so yet, we would so love it if you would take a couple minutes out of your day and leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews help us reach more stardusts like you and keep us inspired to create these fabulous episodes like this one. <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to support us in a small way financially to offset our recording and hosting fees, you can go to our website, stardustsociety.com, and click on Buy a Suburban at the bottom of the site to leave a small donation, or you can utilize affiliate links from our show notes and resources page. Yay for 100 episodes, Laura. And here's to the next 100 or more. And 100 more glasses of bourbon? 100 more glasses of bourbon. <laughs> I think you've you've reached your quota of bourbon now. Like we we needed to make up for that in some past episodes, and you've done yeah, that. Yeah, there were today. a few where I didn't mention bourbon, so we've said it, you know, probably eighty-seven times in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> to all of our listeners, thank you again for being a part of our journey. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. And Laura, thank you. 
This has been so much fun and it's going to continue to be so much fun. Couldn't do it without you. Nikki, I couldn't do it without you either. 